Welcome to Healthy Habits Happy Moms Radio, where we are all about helping you find balance in food, fitness, and family 365 days a year with your hosts, Jennifer Campbell, Lauren Kosky, and Annie Breeze. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We have a really unique topic to discuss with you today. We're actually discussing fashion, which if you know me, you know that I really don't waver beyond my black leggings, tank tops, and tennis shoes, but that is exactly why we brought on an expert Andrea. Andrea is a style coach with her business, Fashion Your Life, and she has been in the fashion industry for over 15 years because she saw a need to provide a more sustainable alternative for women in fashion. And her process-based approach provides women with more confidence and ease as they find personal style and develop a wardrobe that they love. What's great about Andrea is that she doesn't follow the traditional fashion rules or succumb to what's flattering. She's actually super active in the body positive community, which is so refreshing for the fashion industry. And on today's episode, Andrea, Jen, and I offer suggestions on how to build a wardrobe that you love and find clothing that complements your life and leaves you feeling confident. I'm sure you're going to love it. Hey ladies, how are you? Good. Good. Andrea, thanks so much for having uh, coming on our show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Where where are you located? I'm in Victoria, BC. British Columbia. So I've got yeah. two, I'm I'm on with two Canadians on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Um yeah, it worked out well though because I've got, you know, my husband home and have child care, so hopefully there shouldn't be too much ruckus in the background. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Jen, how are you? Good. I'm just recovering from our trip together, Annie, to Detroit. <laughs> so I know. Today. I have today a little yeah, I have a little um like it's a there's a letdown after we get together. Like I know I'm sadness. I was, I was so <laughs> depressed when I got home and I missed you guys so much and then today's like my first day. This is my third day home and today I woke up and I was like, Oh, I think I think I can face the day without <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anyways. Yeah, it was a fun trip though. So um Lauren, Jen, and I, and then our head Balance 365 coach, Melissa Parker, we all met up in Detroit to have a little business planning session. And it was pretty much just the four of us hunkered down in a hotel room slash breaking to eat. Slash breaking to go to Jay-Z. And then a random (laughs) Jay-Z concert. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, which was was amazing, which is, it was quite the experience. I had never seen him live, but it was, it was fun. It was a little team bonding. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, and we're really good dancers, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like a giraffe. I'm tall and long (laughs) arms and legs, and I just dance around like a giraffe. (laughs) I'm in my head. I look cool because I feel so cool, but when I videos after, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Speaking of videos, Lauren posted one, and you can hear me singing in the background. (laughs) And in my head, I was such a good singer. And then I heard it replayed, and I was like, ooh, a little off pitch. In your head, you are a rapper. (laughs) Yeah, I am like, yes, I was practically Beyonce. I think it was like Rihanna or something. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so um, Jen, you were the one that actually found Andrea. Do you want to share how you kind of came about being connected with her? 
Yeah, I have a friend in Vancouver, um, Nina, uh, if she's listening. Um, she tagged me in a post on Andrea's page. And Andrea is a fashion designer. And this was a very body positive post and a post that was um, trying to incite conversation on um, fat phobia and, you know, the way we speak. Um, and so I responded on the page and then I scrolled through to see what this page was about. And Andrea's page is called Fashion Your Life. And I thought, you just don't see this very often in fashion. You don't see people um, talking so positively about different body types. And she was obviously a body image advocate um, or positive body image advocate. And this and this topic has come up so much in our private Facebook group and even between Annie Lauren and I about um, how we can help women with um, dressing themselves because it does seem to be a struggle um, dressing themselves, finding clothes that are comfortable, finding clothes that um, they feel um, they can express themselves in, in the fashion sense. Um, but it's also a very sensitive topic because there is so much body shaming in fashion. Um, and so I thought, wow, Andrea would be an amazing person to help us um, sort through this topic and help women um, understand fashion, understand um, their own bodies, understand um, how to find things that are going to work for them. And she can do it in a manner that aligns with our values. So um, I agree. we invited her on. Yeah. I think it is an important topic. Um, Andrea, is that how you remember it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so beautifully said. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jen, you, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I was, I felt compelled to share a specific post about a woman who wrote an open letter. Um, It was to Brene Brown and and I just absolutely loved her perspective and I had never heard it explained that way before. So I really wanted to share it and get other people's opinion on it. And I wanted them to, to be able to read it and see for themselves. Cause if it was new to me, then it's new to other people too. So I just really, really loved how she wrote that letter and, and it put a fresh spin, fresh perspective on it for me. So um, I got a fair bit of engagement. And then when Jen was tagged, I was like, who is this incredible <laughs> woman? And then I, she messaged me and invited me, and I was like, um, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> so here I am. Yeah, and then I messaged you, and then Jen messaged you, and then we're all messaging like, yeah. and it's like, "Welcome to Healthy Habits." So it's a little yeah. bit of a circus at sometimes. Um, okay, so Andrea, let me ask you. Um, you describe yourself as a body positive fashion expert, or I, I guess that's kind of what I coined you. And, um, if that's okay, uh, correct me on that title, but tell me how you came into that field and why it's so important to you. Cause you're pretty, you're really passionate about it, which I, I admire and love. Yes. So I have this very strong memory of when I was a teen, a young teen, probably preteen girl sitting in my room, hanging out with my girlfriend's. Uh, flipping through fashion magazines and very distinct memory of them comparing themselves to the images in the magazines um, saying they, you know, wish they had that. Oh, I wish I looked like that. And, and 
And I just remember feeling really dumbfounded and not knowing what to say. It just didn't feel right to me. And I didn't know why. So that really was the beginning of my inquiry into this whole industry. And, you know, it was choosing between fashion or psychology. I went into fashion because I didn't want to go to university for four years. And 15 years later, I came out of the industry and recognized what I had learned. Um, you know, I learned a lot. Um, and, and not just what I learned, but what I really wanted to offer. I wanted to offer something different because I saw what was going on. I had all this knowledge, all these skills, and I was like, this, this still isn't right. I was reinstilled with that tween that had that feeling that something's not quite right. Um, so I started my own business. I was always an entrepreneur at heart, so that was just a no-brainer. It was a matter of time. Um, and it yeah, so I, I I coined myself as a style coach, but I I, I like I like your coin body <laughs> fashion expert. I'll, I'll take that one too. <laughs> well, um, I like it too because um, if you go to Andrea's site at um, Fashion Your Life, this is this is a quote. I'm just going to read it from your site, and this is kind of your philosophy. Everyone has a unique inner beauty and an outward-facing image. At Fashion Your Life, we believe the connection between who we are and how we express our individual selves should be authentic. It seems easy, but often the link is broken by unrealistic ideals of traditional media and fast fashion. Um, so talk to me about what you, um, your, your thoughts or your opinions on unrealistic ideals of traditional media and fast fashion. I'm sure you have a lot, um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> but what is, what does that mean to you? And I think, cause I think I can anticipate your answer being something that resonates with a lot of, a lot mm -hmm. of women. They just maybe don't recognize it. Yeah. So there's two facets to it. Traditional media, fast fashion. So two, I'll start with the fast fashion. Um, it's still a relatively new thing, although it's been around for over 10 years now. And, and I don't know the exact amount of time. Um, it's, so the H&Ms, the Forever 21s, the, all of the brand names that you can go walk into the store on any given week and there's new product in the store, that's fast fashion. They actually produce and put new product on the floor every single week so it's mass production it's not sustainable it's telling us to buy more and to keep buying and that um, we need to replace what we have and honestly the majority of the product that is put I don't want to say all but the majority of the product put out there by those brands is subpar quality so it wears out faster it gets faded faster it gets ripped faster and we're spending our money, you know, we think we're spending less, but in the long term, we're actually spending more. Can I, I just want to share yeah. something I saw um, on Facebook about a year ago, and it was um, sort of a viral video talking about basically disposable clothing and that yes. uh, clothing is so cheaply made now that a lot of um you know, say the $10 tank tops we buy mm -hmm. won't even make it through two washes. Oh, dear. <laughs> so it's practice. Yeah. And so I, and you know what, I'd started to notice that myself, um, as I got older, um, I've started to notice 
the difference in quality of different brands, what lasts for me and what doesn't. Like, I have a pair of Lululemon leggings that I got for my um, 20th birthday from my siblings. I am now 33 and yep. the leggings look brand new. <laughs> They, yeah. The color hasn't faded. The stitching hasn't come out. I, I like. I think it's amazing. And um, the startup cost of getting going and something higher quality is, you know, often higher. Um, yeah. But long term, um, you know, it's not. You know, it's like buying a, a twenty dollar water bottle instead of a dollar twenty five disposable totally. water bottles. Like totally. so. Anyways, yeah, I had started to notice that myself, and I saw this video on Facebook, and it showed just all these shirts in the garbage and when i lived in vancouver last year um that came up in the news as something city council was talking about mm -hmm. how to deal i mean vancouver is very big on waste and they were talking about how to deal with all the clothing in the garbage in the mm -hmm. landfill in vancouver mm -hmm. and i was like wow this is a big issue i can see you just cringing here andrea <laughs> like it's just so yeah i i i love this conversation Let's yeah, it, it's, it's nothing new. Like there's a lot of documentaries, a lot of information out there, especially in recent years since fast fashion has become the norm, you know, in a lot of ways. And um, it's, it is like it goes into the landfill, we can actually see that. So it's easier, it's more tangible for us to wrap our heads around that when we see it. The other side that we don't see is the time and labor and energy spent on it. Right. And I'm not going to get into this because I could digress all day. Um, how people, humans, actual fellow humans are being treated in the conditions that they're in. And we've heard, we've all heard stories about that at some point or another. That hasn't gone away. So right. it's, you know, there's still, there's still the planet, there's the people, and then the impact it has on you every day as you're wearing those clothes, the time and energy and resources it takes for you to buy them again and again and again, and, and how you feel. Like, is that really what you want to represent for yourself? Like, instead of, look at the reverse, and, and if you you know, it might take a little longer to invest in one piece that actually really makes a difference so find something that works really really works for you and you know I say start with that one piece that is one of your key pieces so Jen you know your leggings if, if you're somebody who wears leggings all the time yes invest in a pair whether it's Lulu or some other brand that you've heard good things about um, invest in it because it's gonna last you longer and then you don't have to buy it again and again and again it doesn't have so much waste and it's not just landfill waste, it's money waste, it's resources waste, it's yeah. a whole lot of waste. Even the it's, overwhelm I find of, um, and we've heard women talk a lot about this, the overwhelm of looking in my closet and seeing all these clothes that I've bought over the years, but still feeling like I have nothing to wear. Like I just, yes. like the mental space, this clothing <laughs> takes up in my mind and, um, yeah, it's interesting. And talking about fast fashion too, um, I mean, obviously it's a system that helps people. Like, I mean, it's one thing if you love expressing yourself through fashion and you love fast fashion. So I don't want to shame anyone at no. all. But no, I also, but on, it's just sort of bringing a new perspective to the conversation. And, and um, to understand, we see this in so many industries that serve women um, that 
if you can change frequently and make something new, the next big thing to have, you are getting people to spend money and you basically convince people they have to have this. And so fast fashion mm -hmm. sounds like a way to just keep promoting, you know, consumerism and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and if women connect their identities strongly to fashion, um, looking good, beauty ideals, then they'll be there at the stores buying those things. Um, and so I think what women really have to look inside themselves and ask is, is fashion a way that they do, they, you know, or, and especially, you know, changing fashion, is that a way they feel they can express themselves? Then great. But if you feel like you're just trying to keep up and you're trying to stay on top of beauty ideals and there's some kind of external validation there, then, then this is a different conversation and how, you know, maybe you're just caught up in it. And yeah. this, yeah. yeah. And that, that shows up in, um, I hear it a lot. People, women will say, um, you know, oh, it was on the sale rack or, oh, it was, you know, it was cheap or, oh, and they didn't put much more thought into it. They just bought it because, right. yeah, the yeah, price tag just, was right. Just like so many things we discuss um, in healthy habits, I think the why behind how we're acting really makes a difference mm -hmm. even when we're shopping you know why like mm -hmm. why are we buying this is it do we love it does it make us feel a certain way is it because it's just on sale it, you know like a girlfriend yeah. has it and loves it like is this that's why I really like that um Andrea you say it should express our individual selves and it should be authentic yes like that's really really <clears throat> important um okay anything else to add to fast fashion or traditional media before we move on Andrea well, the one last little thought I have is, you know, not to, it, it, it's not intent to point blame, but it's not you. It's not, you know, um, why it's important to invest and put the thought into it. It's, there's so much out there that we get bombarded with all the options and all the messages. And that's the behemoth of the industry. That's the perpetual cycle. That's the consumerism. It's not about you. So finding you in the middle of all that is really, really important. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> um, speaking of messages that we get from the yes. industry, um, one thing we talked about that we wanted to really make sure we discussed on this episode was to redefine what and I'm going to use air quotes here. You can't see me, but fits well and flattering means because I think you and I and Jen all um, have seen that word used enough in marketing and fashion um, to know what they mean by it. And um, I think a lot of women don't stop to question like um, how it's, I, I mean, I'm also I'm almost insulted sometimes when people talk about what flattering is because it essentially means to look smaller, to, to maximize an area of your body that you like, or to minimize an area of your body that you're supposed to feel ashamed about. And, um, kind of on that same line, we have a lot of women in our community that are waiting to buy clothes until they fit a certain size, they look a certain way, they have a goal weight. Um, and uh, they're really not, they're maybe putting off dressing their body now so they can buy clothes later. So what, like, what do you think um, when you hear the terms like fits well and flattering, 
or gold pants or that sort of stuff, what, what comes to mind? What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. My main thoughts is what are you telling yourself? So what, what has you stop? And because what are you telling yourself? I know when I've gone through that phase at different points in my life, it's usually feelings of inadequacy of not being good enough of not accepting myself as I am and not living for myself in today and dressing for the body I have. And I come, I come across this all the time. Like it's, it's, you're not alone. Every single woman goes through this. Um, It's almost impossible not to. And Waiting to buy something, honestly, um, the more in tune you get with who you are and what you love and finding, finding those pieces that really make a difference and that make it, help you feel good about yourself, when we feel better, our behaviors and our habits naturally change. Because that's right what we're exuding out into the world. Right. Um, in, in Balance 365, um, <clears throat> the first chapter of Balance 365 is diet deprogramming. And mm. um, one behavior we see in women all the time is um, that they don't want to dress the bodies they have now. Um, they think... They think it's a waste. They think, well, they have, you know, they want to lose about 20 pounds and then they'll have to buy new clothes anyways. And they actually don't understand um, how detrimental that pressure is um, for Mm -hmm. themselves. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then that they're not valuing who they are today. So whether or not you have, you know, these goals of, um, changing your body composition, lowering your body fat. It's, you know, it's, it's like the best thing I ever did personally was learn to value who I am today. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're never going to stop having goals and changes you want to make in your life, but that doesn't mean that your current self is not worthy. Um, so one thing we ask women to do is to go through their closets. And, um, if, if that, if that closet is a, is a point of high stress for them. Mm-hmm. It's time to clean it out. Like it's, and, and maybe there's clothing in there that like for me personally, I had held on to clothing um, that I had had, you know, when I was in a very um, disordered state with my eating, I was at a very low BMI. I don't know why I held on to those clothing, but it mm-hmm. didn't make me feel good to see that. And I knew that that clothing had to go like out of my life, donate. But then I had other clothing that was maybe close to my body size. And I decided to keep just as my, you know, your body naturally fluctuates in size and weight over the course of your life. But I just, I just didn't want to see them anymore. So I boxed them up and just put them aside. Yeah. Um, and I just can't, you know, just the freedom, um, and the weight that was lifted off me after I did that to walk into my closet and know that every single thing hanging in there fit me now. And I was comfortable in, um, and I would wear. Exactly. That's one, one of the, one of the key things I, I tell people is, you know, okay, there's the. Marie Kondo, <laughs> right? Like changing magic of tidying up, and one of the things she does is, is says to do is hold on to the each item, 
in us, does it bring me joy? And the flip side of that is if it is bringing you an emotion or a memory that is not serving you anymore, then right. why are you holding on to it? Right. Sure, you might have paid a lot of money for it. You might have, it might have some other memory behind it. It might be this really beautiful piece that you've attained to, whatever it is. But if it has that emotion attached to it and it reminds you of that every time you look at it or touch it or try it on or try to wear it, then it's not worth holding on to. Yeah. And the ability to let, let that piece go to a new home and th that, that uh, act, usually uh, what it does is it allows the space for something else to come into your life. It might not be an item of clothing, but it frees up space. Right. Absolutely. Um, There's, um, I remember an episode of Sex in the City. I think this is the <laughs> second time I've referenced Sex in the City on this podcast. Yeah. I'm a big fan, clearly. And Miranda gets back into her skinny jeans after having a baby. Mm. And she's just ecstatic, which, you know, I, like, again, if, if people have body composition goals or, or whatnot, um, that's their body, their business, and that's up to them. We don't have goals for their, our members' bodies. But yes. the flip side of not fitting into your skinny jeans, if you value your skinny jeans, is what happens when you don't fit into them. And I think that's where um, a lot of women find themselves, especially after having a baby. And those, those clothes just kind of taunt them. You know, they, they walk into their closet or they open their drawer. And it's just this reminder that um, their body has changed. And for a lot of women, that can be really, really uncomfortable, even though that's mm -hmm. exactly what we would expect. I mean, your body should change um, as you mm -hmm. have a baby and after you have a baby. So I think that that's just, you know, like if, if you have to put away those clothes, like Jen said and Andrea said for a while, then, you know, to, to bring you some more happiness when you're getting dressed in the morning. So you have what you see is all things that fit well and make you feel great versus a reminder that your body is different and that's sad to you. Um, then do it, like put yourself mm -hmm. in a position to feel good, like about you and your clothes and your wardrobe and I think we've all been there when we've worn something that doesn't quite fit right. And I just <laughs> think that that's the worst, like it is. the worst. I personally like to get dressed and then forget that I like even have clothes on. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to be tugging at them and pulling and yeah. As far as, you know, how women exist in the world and how much focus is on our bodies. Um, one thing I find is that uh, the reason it's so important to have clothes that fit you now and clothes that are comfortable are that we shouldn't have to think about our bodies all day. And when you're wearing something that's ill-fitting, digs into your waist, um, you can't bend over without your pants sliding down, etc., then you have to think about your body all day. And I'm with Annie. I don't want to think about my body all day. I don't want to think how it looks. I, I want to be comfortable and I want to be able to move. And... Um, you know, experience my life without, you know, adjusting and thinking and worrying. So, um, yeah, that's super and, important. And to me, that's what flattering and fits well should mean. Like, yes. Like that's that, that I, I really, I really like that definition of flattering. Like something's flattering yeah. and compliments your life and you feel good in it and it can move with the activities that you want to do. Like, okay, that kind of flattering. Yes, sure. 
flattering well, and, as an effort to solely appear smaller because that's what culture tells me to like, no vomit. No, thank you. No. <laughs> I'll vomit <laughs> with you. <laughs> and an example of that is say something like corsets or oh. waist trainers or things like that, that are just, um, which we don't see as much as, you know, they maybe saw in the 1800s, for example. <laughs> You, you still see them and you still see quote unquote shapewear that women will put yes. under dresses and stuff. And that is all about appearing smaller. And um, again, women can do, you know, whatever they want with their bodies, but I would just urge you to say, um, is this comfortable for me? Yes. And um, wearing a corset um, typically is not comfortable women. <laughs> yes. And not on that note. So I, I love the look of corsets and um, uh, the shapers. I have yet to find one that I can wear. Right. <laughs> I would love to find one that's actually comfortable because I think they're gorgeous. But yeah. And I have some friends who wear them who love how it makes them feel because it holds them up a certain way. So and, and and the same with shapewear. I've worked with some clients who, who just love wearing it because they love that feeling of support. It's like, a, right. they say like a hug all day. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. But to impose that on everyone or just say that you should wear this to change your shape. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Yeah, I mean, that's one look. So that's yeah. you know, of many that women can adopt to express themselves. One thing I, I have to say this because mm -hmm. we are such big women's health advocates and Annie knows exactly where I'm going. Yes, I do. <laughs> so um, we often, often talk about pelvic health in mm -hmm. um, our Facebook group and corsets um, and wearing, yeah. you know, very tight um, shapewear on an ongoing basis. I mean, one day isn't going to hurt anybody, yeah. but um, this is very detrimental to women's pelvic health. So um, if you, you can listen to some of our other podcasts or look at our blog posts if you're interested in more, but basically um, physically how it affects you is having that amount of compression around your core squeezes your intra abdominal pressure downwards towards your pelvic floor. So women who either wear very um, bind themselves or have very tight corsets or women who suck in their stomachs all day because they're afraid of letting go um, those women, you know, it can become a physical health issue as well. Um, yeah, restricts your diaphragm, um, doesn't allow your belly to relax when you're breathing, which is all things our bodies are supposed to do. And yeah, they, these can all lead to pelvic health issues. So side note, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back to, um, back to the whole flattering and fits well thing. Uh, you know, Jen, you were talking about uh, corsets, but I've even seen this whole flattering word used um, even in some really current mainstream athleisure brands. And I won't name any names because I, I love them both. But um, there are words used like flattering contour waistband or slimming, yeah. slimming um, compression material, you know, and it's like the overall arching message is that you should appear, these will make you appear smaller and that's why you should buy them. And everyone universally wants to appear smaller. Like, and yes, if God 
God yeah. forbid that anyone realize that women have stomachs. Right. Yeah. Well, and right. you know what? That's how I felt about shapewear. And, and this goes back to the why. The why behind why I was choosing to wear shapewear because I was trying to hide cellulite and like lumps and bumps and like some jiggles. Yes. And it was like, one day it was just like, my God, like I have cellulite. What, what's the big deal? Like, it's not a big deal. A lot of women have cellulite. And is it the worst thing in the world if people, other people know that I have cellulite? Like, no, it's not. And I felt in general that shapewear was not comfortable for me. It was a, just a pain in the butt to go to a bathroom when you're wearing like those big <laughs> one piece, like things. This just didn't align with my values. And so I said, um, I'm throwing the shapewear out. And again, if people like shapewear because they, they like how it makes them feel and, and, um, they're comfortable in it and they feel confident wear the shapewear, don't wear the shapewear. I don't care for me. It was, uh, something that I just felt like I had seen my mom do and I'd seen other women do. And so I just did it and I didn't really question it until I was a little bit older. And then once I once once I got to throw all the shapewear out, it felt free. It was like freedom, you know? Yeah to go to the bathroom with ease. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more. Um, I, I want to read another quote from Andrea's site because I really like this and I think it's kind of on topic. Um, think back over the week. Did you feel confident, confident and comfortable as you faced each day? Or did you find yourself in situations where you didn't feel fabulous? You're not alone and your wardrobe can be your best ally. Um, yeah. I love that because there's this meme. I feel, how many times do I start sentences with there's this meme <laughs> on, on Instagram. Um, and it's more or less along the lines, like I like myself better when I have on a cute outfit, like, yeah. which is like this idea, like you just like clothes can just give you a little pep mm -hmm. in your step. And as yeah. a, as a stylist, I'm sure you would agree. Um, so how can women start to figure out where to start with your wardrobe? Like, how do, how do you know what stays and what goes and, and what's going to make you feel good and what's not? Do you have some guidelines? Yeah. Generally, start with your closet, your wardrobe, closet dressers. Do a call. Go through it. Um, start to identify those key pieces or key looks that you just, your go-to pieces. So your go-to looks, don't dismiss them. Um, they're actually really important because you can find different variations of them. They can tell you a lot about what works and about yourself. So if there's, you know, if you're always in leggings and tunics, there's more to it than that. Um, you know, there's, there's, what's the why behind it? Because once you start to dive into why you're always going to those things and wearing those things, you can extrapolate and elaborate on that in other ways that you're going to feel comfortable and you're going to have a variety of things within that. And not to say it has to be, you know, the one look of leggings and tunics or whatever it is. Um, so find, find those things that are really, really working. And yeah, like we talked about, you know, letting go of those pieces that have that emotional baggage. Um, that's really, really important because it'll free up space. It's really starting with what you have. Because I believe that uh, you, we have what we need and 
it can be really difficult to see that sometimes because there might be too much there or there's other things in the way. So peeling back the layers and starting to look at what's there and the why behind it and refining what we already have. So starting where we're at. Fashion preferences are like dietary preferences. They are highly individual. So what every woman's closet is is going to look different. I'm wondering, Andrea, if there's some foundational pieces like black leggings <laughs> that like are there foundational pieces that you think um are practically universal that um all women could start with and then start building you know their individual style on top of yeah i mean yeah you said black leggings so i find women will either prefer leggings or jeans okay some, some both so finding that that base layer pant and you know there's some women who it doesn't have to be a skinny jean whatever that bottom is so basically look at each part of your body and find that one piece because it like you say everybody is different every body is different right so what actually works for your body if leggings works for you jeans might work for somebody else flared pants might work for somebody else a skirt might work for somebody else So whatever that piece is, look at each part of your body and find your own basic. So for example, um, it could be leggings, a short sleeve tee, um, you know, and honestly invest in the little pieces. So have good socks, have good underwear, have good bras. Oh goodness. If you have not been fitted for a bra, please get fitted for a bra. (laughs) Please. please. I just did that three years ago and my life changed. And now I only have, um, now I only have a couple bras because I, I only need a couple. Like I have a nude one, a black Mm -hmm. one and a white one. And I just, rotate through those three sometimes yeah. I wash them <laughs> I, yes sometimes. I would argue sometimes <laughs> I would argue that you actually don't need a bra <laughs> yeah, that, you just need a bunch yes. of sports bras in fact um in Detroit this so um it's really I love that you say that because uh don't dismiss what you wear over and yes. over and over again because it's probably you know speaking volumes to what you actually yes. prefer and feel good in um and then we, when we were in Detroit we went we went out to we had a nice dinner with some of the local um community members and then we went to the Jay-Z concert and both times I wore outfits that I have worn in the gym before it was like yeah. uh, uh, like leggings and a tank top and I had on sports bras but I just put on different shoes and threw on some cute jewels with it and wore my hair down mm-hmm. and a little a little different makeup for the night and you know what? I felt fabulous. Like I felt yeah. comfortable and felt fabulous. And I mean, I, I think I looked fabulous too. I mean, I know I looked you fabulous. Did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I didn't, and, and I didn't even have a real bra. I forgot a real bra, but a real, and a real bra. I mean like one that like snaps in the back with like cups and like adjustable. Cause you don't normally wear it. So why no. would you bring it on a trip? Right. Like, and it doesn't make sense. You know what? It's, um, and now that I'm, now that I'm 34 years old, I feel like I can finally own that. Like, you know, Jen had on these great mm. leather leggings and this cute top and these heels. And, mm. um, you know, years ago I would have been like, I would have felt pressure to wear what what Jen was wearing like or similar to what Jen was wearing or if someone if everyone's wearing jeans like oh then I need to wear jeans too instead of leggings or if everyone's gonna wear a fancy maxi dress then I have to wear a dress too instead of what I actually prefer to wear and I'm just finally kind of letting that go and just owning what I really prefer and that feels really good 
if you're doing that, you're not representing your best self and you don't feel amazing, right? right. And you felt amazing because you yes. listened to that and trusted yeah. that. Well, and if anyone wanted to leg wrestle, I was ready to go. <laughs> Daisy, here I come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, just I'm always ready to do some squats and push-ups. Back to, um, I wanted to briefly kind of circle back to talk about what's comfortable for me is, yeah. is not going to be comfortable for others. Exactly. So Annie, Lauren, and I have very different body types and, um, Lauren is very short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Annie and I are tall. I t tend to carry my body fat, um, in my stomach. Um, Annie has larger thighs. So, um, one thing that I've found is that American Eagle jeggings, um, the like medium to high-waisted ones, are an amazing fit for my body. And I started to recommend those jeans to women. Um, Annie, Annie got a pair of those jeans and she was like, uh-uh, like these are not, no. And you have to understand, I think people, you got to start understanding that we're not paper dolls. Like we can't just um, exchange clothing and think it's, you know, going to be fit universally across the board. This, I know this seems like an obvious as we're talking, you know, having this conversation, but a lot of women walk into stores, they choose something they like, they go into a change room and it doesn't fit them right. And instead of saying, this is not a good fit for me. This is not a good brand for me. They are filled with shame and they feel that it's um, their body. Um, there's something wrong with their body rather than saying, this is just not a good fit for me. Right. Repeat after me. It's not you. It's the clothes. Right. It's not you. It's the clothes. Um, the clothes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There, if I may interject, there's a few stores in Victoria and if there's any retail owners, I encourage you to do this if you're not doing it already. They actually put body positive images around the mirrors in the change rooms to remind women when they're trying stuff on. Hey, I love my thighs. Hey, don't my boobs look great in this? Whatever it is, like putting these little messages. Right. It's just beautiful. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. amazing. Um, Andrea, though, I, I would love for you to talk because um, it's one it's one thing for Jen and I to say that we get um, our clothes yeah. tailored, which we do. Um, I get almost all of my jeans when I wear them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I get all almost all of them tailored because to find uh, clothing, as Jen was talking, off the racks to fit me um, is really really difficult. And I don't think it's my body. I think that's pretty universal for women. I don't I don't have many many girlfriends that can walk into a store and find a pair of pants or even um, a tailored. I almost said blouse. I <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, does anyone use that word anymore? Blouse. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, like a, a dress shirt, like a button down shirt. Um, mm -hmm. I just I can't find one that would fit my shoulders and fit my waist and my bust. And the same yeah. with jeans. I can't find jeans that would fit my thighs and the length and my waist. And um, so you know, I just I just accepted a while ago that I'm just gonna have to get things tailored. And that has been uh, really a great investment for me. So I actually buy a little bit less expensive pieces, mm -hmm. knowing mm -hmm. that I'm going to spend, you know, 20 or $30 to get them tailored. And I just, you know, the downside is, is I have to plan a little bit further ahead to allow time for tailoring mm -hmm. if I need it for an event. Um, mm -hmm. but what, and I know, uh, Jen's talked a lot about this too. You know, this is, this is how celebrities look amazing in their clothes all the time. They get stuff 
custom made or fitted for their bodies. Um, and I just want them to hear it from you because it's not just us giving lip service to feel good about yourself. Like it's not you, it's the clothes, but this is the truth, right? People, women are doing this. It is the truth. There's so off the rack clothing. Anytime you go into a store, um, you're mentioning like with American Eagle, American Eagle has their brand, which tailors to a specific size in a specific uh, market. So everything they do is based off of that. Now that's not to say that they're not going to do more than one target market. They might, certain brands do that. They'll, they'll do more than one. So when you're going into a store, you're buying something that's made for that specific type of body. And Jen, that's why, you know, if you recommend them, they might not work for everyone else, but you fit closer to that than those people, those other people. So um, you're, you're buying something that's been made to fit a certain size and shape. Now you can do that um, and still, and find the perfect thing, but Altering is something that's often overlooked and it can take a minimal investment. It does take a bit more time and planning, but you know, I always encourage people to um, always be on the lookout so that, you know, if you're, if you're conscious of what you have in your closet, then you know what's missing and it doesn't have to be this high pressure. Oh, I have to get this before tomorrow. You, you can always be on the lookout. So if you're practicing that, then it's a little bit easier to plan ahead because you'll you'll have it in time so you can take the time. Um, I think it might be tricky to find a good seamstress, but honestly, word of mouth and if somebody else you know has gotten something tailored or, <clears throat> you know, even if, even if you know somebody who sews, talk to them, right? right? Yeah. If you have sewed before, if you sew, give it a shot. Like, Check, find some YouTube videos like there's there's always options as to how to alter items um, I think the biggest thing is really picking the right thing and knowing how you can tailor it so for example um, Annie you said you know you, you mentioned your your shoulders so you want to buy blouses that fit your shoulders and if they're still too big throughout the body and have it taken in at the sides. If it's still too long, have it taken up. Like those are actually really simple adjustments. Um, just don't bring a seamstress something that's too small. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Buy it a little bit big. There's uh, there's an article um, or a quote from Mindy Kaling, and she mm -hmm. talks about this. And even when she shops at places like Old Navy, she goes mm -hmm. in and buys the largest size mm -hmm. um, that fits you know, an area of her body, so say her shoulders, and she'll, she even takes old navy clothing to yeah. be tailored, but you have to yep. start at, you know, the largest, and then the tailor will take it in where needed, because we all have different sized shoulders, and chests, mm -hmm. and waists, and one thing for me is that um, I have a long waist, and so my struggle is um, finding shirts that are long enough, mm. and, um, I have a, my neighbor is really tall and she shops at the big and tall girl store. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I've been wondering if that's where I should start shopping and then just get the get clothing taken in when, where, yeah, because I feel so uncomfortable when I have short shirts on. And you were talking about if you like leggings and tunics earlier in the show and I'm like, oh, mm. that's me. But I love, <laughs> I love tunics because they're always long enough and they always, you know, 
I'm not having to pull them down or wear a tank. Yeah. Top. And the um, thing, a tunic is just a longer shirt. You can right. shorten to make it a shirt. Um, you could also, you know, you could add a panel of fabric to the bottom of a shirt to make it longer right. and make a different style. Right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different things that can be done. Um, I think the key here when we're talking about tailoring, um, as you both said, is to, you're just going to have to buy the bigger size a lot of times. And that is, um, something I think a lot of women get hung up on or can get hung up on because there's so much emotion Mm -hmm. associated with the clothing size that Mm -hmm. it's, um, like, (laughs) I don't want to say, uh, yeah, it could just be, it can just be difficult. And actually, you know what, um, has happened when I've taken my jeans in, they've, um, I usually, I, you know, I buy them bigger to fit my thighs and, mm-hmm. um, I get them taken in at the waist and naturally the size, the label gets cut out. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to look at what size these jeans are, it's like, I don't, I don't even know. Like these, these, they're you know, any size. Yeah, they're yeah. any size. Um, exactly. And it's really great. So, like, if that's really bothersome to you, if buying the if buying the bigger size is bothersome, I think that's worth some exploration um, into. Yes. You know, why is this so bothersome for me? First of all, but second of all, you can one, you take them to the tailor, just say, hey, can you cut out the tag for me? Like, I really don't. You know, it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter at all. And um, you know, the only downside is, um, and I've been in situations like this, and I anticipate other women. Uh, being in situations that the next size up isn't available. Um, I'm kind of like right on the cusp of um, Mm. like, I'm, you know, anywhere from some brands, I'm a 10, some brands I'm in like an 18, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that size run stops at certain stores. So the, the bigger size isn't always available. Um, and in that case, you might just have to pick a different store, um, to grab that item at, or, uh, you know, online. So and as well, far as that, buying off the rack clothing, I mean, Annie, your thighs could be size 18 and your waist could be a size 10. And so mm-hmm. the strategy for you is to buy the 18 that fits your thighs and get the waist tailored to yep. a 10. Yep, exactly. And, and it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. I say this all the time that it's just a label. Yeah. Right, um, it is. Like I was saying, all the brands are different in literally like a size 10 in one store and another store can be vastly different because again, they're making their clothes to fit their target market customer. So even, even within the same different. brand, I was looking um, mm-hmm. at my jeans last week when I was packing for Detroit and I have um, in the like my American, my jeans are all American Eagle. Um, <laughs> I have size four and I have size six and I have size eight all in American yeah. Eagle jeans. And so there's just, there just doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to yeah, no. how people size. And if you can go in with the mindset of, I deserve clothing that feels comfortable on my body. Yeah. It really doesn't matter what the number or the letter is on that tag. Again, it's not you, it's the clothes. So when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, there's any number of reasons. So over the course of time, a brand might change their sizing. Um, A different fabric can cause the same pair of pants to fit differently. And they might, like if they're doing a jegging versus a boyfriend pant, you might want a bigger size in the jegging and a smaller size in the boyfriend pant because the style has been made fit differently but if you don't like it then you're going to buy a different size so there's so many reasons as to why that number might fit you differently so it's it's 
yeah. The, <laughs> the material is a big one. I've done that before where I found a, I found something that fits well, uh, whether it's a top or a bottom and I just buy it in every color. <laughs> like, oh, again, I like what I like and I have my staples. And um, then I come home and I'm like, oh, the black ones don't fit as well as the stonewash. Mm-hmm. Stonewash, I don't wear stone. I don't, <laughs> whatever, whatever the denim color is. Um, and yeah, and, and again, that's just, you know, the difference in material. It's not because there's yeah. anything wrong with my body. It's just, it's the clothes. Um, okay, one last question, um, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, uh, women in our community often have changing bodies. And... Um, there's that um, kind of like, you know, maybe they're going through pregnancy or um, postpartum or uh, they're, they're just, their body's changing for whatever reason. They're, or menopause. Is yeah, or, yeah, or menopause or just, or just life's ebbs and flows. You know, sometimes yeah. we, we gain weight in, in the winter or various seasons of life and we lose weight naturally in others or whatever. For whatever reason, um, our bodies change. And mm-hmm. what... Um, dressing a, a changing body can, can feel frustrating. Um, and expensive and expensive. Yes. Expensive. That's a big obstacle. We hear that investing the money, um, mm-hmm. it's not that they don't want clothes that fit necessarily. It's investing the money. So what suggestions do you have for women to help them navigate dressing a changing body? Yeah. I, and we touched on some of them. Yeah. What comes to mind is prioritize and organize so prioritize going back to looking at what really works what's your key pieces what do you really need to feel comfortable in every day because if you're going to um, take the time to buy something new or alter something or um, yeah you want to prioritize that item it want you want it to be the thing that matters the most to you don't worry about doing it all at once don't worry about doing it all. Just make sure you get those really important pieces. So it's probably the bottoms. I hear that the most like, right. Oh, yeah. I wish I had bottoms that fit. I have a hard time finding jeans. I have. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I, I digress a bit, but jeans, I, I specialized in denim for a number of years and there is a lot of different fits out there. So just keep looking because in, and, and look somewhere you're not looking already because there's high, low, wide, short, like there's so many different fits. Um, you just might not be looking in the right place. But yeah, as far as, as you know, dressing for a changing body. Um, and honestly, if you, you know, it, it would help the, it would help the environment to alter your existing clothes. Um, right. Some seamstresses can take them out and add panels or add, you know, and make it really interesting, make it unique. It's literally becomes one of a kind once you do that. And I, the biggest, I'm a real big advocate for play. And I think as we get older, we forget to play and we forget how it feels and the importance that it brings us in so many other areas of our lives, even if it's, you know, we might not have the extra time to play because, you know, busy, especially if you have a mom and you have a bunch of kids running around, like you don't, you know, it's like, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, you still have time to put your clothes on. So even in those hurried moments that you're putting your clothes on, let your eyes dance around, let your fingers touch things, let your, 
you know, let your imagination start to pop up and play with things because it's in that play time that the imagination sparks and we come up with possibly the best thing ever. So, and, and, and trying things out, allowing ourselves to try things out. There's no right way to do it. So really playing, prioritizing, playing, and organizing. So um, Jen touched on this, you know, packing, packing things away into storage that don't fit anymore, don't keeping them so that we're looking at them all the time. If your body's changing, you don't want to be reminded of that all the time. Um, yeah. Did I <laughs> yeah, those are some great suggestions. You know, my other... Um, my other, this is, this is maybe, I don't know if this is universal, but my girlfriends and I would always joke uh, during the pregnant and postpartum periods, you know, when we wanted to kind of um, buy ourselves something a little special, mm -hmm. um, we'd always do shoes and accessories. And so mm -hmm. a lot of my clothes are really kind of basic, you know, they're plain, uh, you know, black. I know that's going to be shocking to a lot of our listeners. <laughs> um, but I really, I do love accessories and scarves and fun shoes um, to, to bring new life to some of the more plain clothing that I have or some of the basics or things that I've worn over and over and over again. It kind of gives new life when you pair it with um, yeah. something different. And did, yeah. And did you do that together? Did you go and buy new things together? Well, no, it was usually like, um, oh, you mean like the clothes or, the, or my girlfriend's? With your girlfriends. Oh, no. The, it's usually, um, what usually happens is I really, I enjoy shopping, quite honestly. Okay, I like a lot. And um, <laughs> so I don't really need an excuse, but usually what would happen is, you know, a friend, a friend would say, I need help shopping for, you know, X, Y, Z. And then I would want to like, I would have FOMO. So then I would have to buy myself <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. need to, I need to get something I need to get in on the fun too um, so an, an element of the play is to yeah go with your girlfriends go with your gal pal go with your sister go bring your mom like have fun in that finding and searching phase because I think that's where a lot of the dread can come in it's like oh I can't find it oh it's impossible well play go have like find some time carve out some time and enjoy the company you know yeah somebody whose company you really enjoy. I am. Um, and, and there's, I think, think outside the box. I've yeah. seen women in our community do this. So um, there is a Balance 365 spinoff group that started um, called Balance 365 Closet. Nice. And a whole bunch of our women joined. Um, a lot of it was because, you know, conversation popped up in our group about changing bodies and mm -hmm. the expense of dressing changing bodies mm -hmm. so balance 65 closet is about um like reusing each other's clothing and and lots of women are giving away clothing that doesn't fit for free some are yeah. charging a small fee for it yeah. and sometimes just shipping but yeah think outside the box there's lots of groups like that on facebook that clothing exchanges um my sister-in-law she gets together with her friends once a year and they just have um, everyone brings clothes that they don't wear and they yes. shop each other's closets yes. and you can go to secondhand clothing yes. stores. They are full of clothing and you can take secondhand clothing and get it tailored and yes. then you have, you know, you have clothing that fits you perfectly and it didn't cost you an arm and a leg. So there's so many ways of thinking outside yes. the box, I think. Um, and Absolutely. yeah. And you, you cut. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think the key is, um, <clears throat> again, doing all of this 
maybe when you, if, if, if shopping and, and, and buying clothes is a frustrating process, maybe making time for it when you don't need it um, can help. Yeah. It's, there's no urgency. Right. Because I know that. Again, I, that goes back to prioritizing. Yes. Yeah. I love, and I want to bring this back at the end. So I make sure everybody hears it, but I love how Andrea said earlier um, about um, starting small. So if mm -hmm. you do one thing after you finish listening to this podcast, it could be to take one pair of jeans in and have them tailored. Just do one pair instead of going out and buying a new pair of jeans. Cause you feel like your jeans don't fit you well. Just grab a pair of jeans, take them in to be tailored and see how that feels and go from there. One of the things I've done quite a bit for myself and, um, People don't always think about this as if I find a great pair of jeans and, and I do a lot of thrift shopping too. So thank you for adding that in. I, I encourage thrift shopping, consignment shopping. Um, I believe you guys, um, or I believe it's an international app, Virage Sale. Are you guys? Oh, no. Garage sale? No. Okay, so it's like garage sale, but with a V for virtual. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. Um, that's like a community swap and shop. Um, and yes, getting together with your girlfriends, doing a swap. I do those all the time. I think so we covered all those and DIY, DIY, just DIY, like just have fun and play. Um, and I got all caught up in that and forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Yeah, um, I'll add, I think I haven't used it yet, but I have uh, a handful of friends. I think, is it Poshmark? Is that yeah, Poshmark? Yeah. I think that's an mm -hmm. app too where they, it's kind of like eBay maybe for clothing yeah, and apparel. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, even some local yeah. ones, and then even nationwide for, um, well, one I'm in is for athletic apparel, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you could, you could probably find just about anything, um, with, yes. there's just women, um, you know, I don't, I don't wear these jeans anymore. And does anyone want to buy them off of me? So it doesn't, yeah, yes. you don't have to leave the house necessarily. Um, to there do is an abundance of, of clothes out there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. For your, for your, for your budget and um, your preference. So if you just don't like shopping, um, hire me and I'll do it for you. No, <laughs> I hire Andrea really actually, not, not me. You'll come home with black leggings and tank tops and my bag. <laughs> and no bras. Um, yeah, and no, <laughs> and no bras. No bras. <laughs> but you'll be comfy. Um, awesome. Well, this was a lot of fun. Andrea, do you have any parting words of wisdom for women listening that you oh, want to yeah. share? I, not, I mean, not to put the pressure yeah. or the spotlight on you, but. Yeah, I think um, just remembering it's, really easy to get caught up um you know what's new what's next what's better da, 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 da. and practicing embracing in the present moment practice accepting where you're at and really look at what you already have and utilizing what you already have chances are more often than not that you have exactly what you need and it's just a matter of playing with that and finding a new way to use it. Good advice. I like it. Okay. If people want to follow you on uh, social media, where can they find you? 
Hi, my Facebook page is Fashion Your Life. Um, if you put in Fashion Your Life official, it'll come up. Okay. And I'm on Instagram as Fashion Your Life official, and I'm a bit more active on there. Um, that is it for now. And then my website's fashionyourlife.ca because I'm Canadian. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. I had a thank really, you. This, I'm like I'm inspired. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to go look at my closet now and get rid of the stuff I don't love because there's a lot of <laughs> Me it too. In there. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Honestly, like I, I speak about this stuff all the time and I work with people all the time. I still go through these struggles. I still come, like I wore a pair of jeans a couple weeks ago and I'm like, nope. They're fine. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's never, you never actually get to a point where everything's perfect and I have it all under control. Like that doesn't exist. Everything is a journey. It's yes. a process. It's an evolution, yeah. like Absolutely. constantly evolving, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, ladies. If you like what you heard today, I invite you to check out our free 30-minute workshop where Jennifer, Lauren, and I discuss how to reach your goals without dieting and extremes and how to have fun while you get there, which you can find at balance365.co as well as join us and nearly 30,000 other women across the globe in our free Facebook community, Healthy Habits, Happy Moms. And if you really like what you hear today, be sure to give us a review on iTunes so we can keep bringing you amazing podcast episodes. Thank you, everyone.